Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan, and it's great to be with you today. I'm so glad you could join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern and each and every week. We're going to share with you how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. That's the woman, of course. So as we begin each and every show, I want to share a little bit of information with you that I've uncovered throughout the week, and this is about boomers. Now, we all know how important boomers are to our economy, and some of these statistics I'm going to share with you really bring it home. In fact, uh, people ages 50-plus comprise 19% of the boomer population. That's going to grow to 43% in just a few years by 2010. And believe it or not, by 2010, women 55 and over will increase by 52%. So we're all going to be walking around with a little gray in our hair, I think, by 2010. It's a, it's a pretty pivotal pivotal year. Um, In fact, let's talk about married versus single when it comes to boomers. 43% of all singles are 45 or over. So that's a lot of available people out there. Listen up if you're looking for that significant other. You might want to look over the age of 45. And when it comes to women, uh, 42 million women between the ages of 40 and 60 years old are single. And we all know that women yield a lot of purchasing power. Well, boomer women especially do. 87% own their homes. And according to um, AARP, these are women who are physically fit and going to live quite a long life. In fact, if a woman reaches her 50th birthday without cancer or heart disease, she could live to age 92. 92! That's a really long time. And gosh, I'm, I'm almost halfway there. So i got to get a little bit more energy if I want to live till 92. I don't know about you. Uh, but they're better educated, they're going to be employed for longer, and they're going to outlive their spouses and partners for longer as well. So they have that discretionary income. They're going to be spending well into their 90s. So we need to be able to woo them over to our side, right? Um, the purse profile for the day is the Betsy Johnson Boomer. Now, you may know Betsy Johnson. She's got a lot of funky faction, fashions out there. And what we know about boomer women is they want to feel young and they want to feel hip. And my expert on the show today is going to talk about that in just a minute. But the Betsy Johnson boomer, there's about a million of these women out there. She's in her early 60s, so she's right in the heart of our boomer target. And a third of them are grandparents. Now, this is a woman who makes quite a bit of money, more than $165,000 to be exact. So she's got a lot of money to spread around. Um, they're really interested in the arts and cultures and entertaining, and um, they're out there online looking at travel 
and business sites like MarketWatch and Orbitz and Travelocity. They're watching a lot of programming. We know boomers like to watch a lot of television. They're online as well, but television is where they like to spend a lot of their time. They're checking out mover, uh, movies on Turner Classic and Hallmark Channel, and they're reading a lot of magazines that really support their lifestyle, like Gourmet and Bon Appetit and Condé Nast Traveler. So they're into travel, they're into cooking, they're into gourmet and wines. They, a lot of these women have second homes, so they're really looking at ways to support that type of lifestyle. They, they shop at Williams-Sonoma and Ethan Allen, that type of thing. And when it comes to cars, they like their luxury cars. They like to be pampered. Imagine that. Um, they're in their Porsches and Lexus and Audis, and they love their beauty products too because, again, this is a segment of women that really want to live young, live the useful life for as long as they can apparently well into their 90s. I don't know about you, but I don't think 90s is a new 70. But nevertheless, I get, my guest for the program is Jack Stanton. Um, he's the chair of the Third Life Practice Group at Carmichael Lynch Spong. And this is the boomer marketing practice. And Jack is definitely the guru of this practice. He's going to be sharing insight into this extremely powerful segment of the population. And this is the segment that's going to drive our economy for the next couple of decades. You're going to want to stick around and hear what Jack has to say about boomers and especially boomer women when Purse Strings is back after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. Um, hello, uh, welcome to our website. Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... Uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Uh, Wow. Mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to revenuetoday.com. 
It's time to do your thing. Affiliate thing. We've got Kelly Stevens from Affiliate Fair Play. So you have a, said this report come out yesterday about force clicks. What want you to go out and do that research? I started having a lot of affiliates asking me about the different tactics. And I started getting a sense that this is starting to happen a lot more. The talk is a lot greater than the actual prevalence. And people are assuming that this practice is going on a lot more than it really is. So I decided to take a look and see how many coupon sites were force and clicks. Affiliate thing. Dig it. I broadcast Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm. And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Hey, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Jack Stanton. He's the chair of Third Life, the Boomer Marketing Group at Carmichael Lynch Spong. Welcome to the show, Jack. Thanks, Maria, very much. Oh, so happy to have you. You know, we could talk about this topic for hours. I mean, I was saying at the top of the show that this Boomer Group really holds so much power um, when it comes to our economy, not only today, but what's going to happen in the in the years to come. And I think that a lot of our listeners out there would have had to have been living under a rock not to have heard about the power the segment really wields when it comes to, I mean, almost every consumer category. So here's a really easy question I'm going to lob at you. For those people who don't know anything about boomers, can you explain why they are so incredibly important, Jack? Absolutely. There's some, there's some very simple reasons. First of all, I think the, probably the biggest one is just the sheer size of the generation. 78 million people born in the U.S. between 1946 and 1964. It's by far, up until now, the uh, largest generation in U.S. history. And in part because of that, the relative wealth of that group, annual spending power, uh, somewhere over $2 trillion dollars, uh, and above and beyond that, they're about to come even into more money as a transfer of wealth from their parents' generation uh, to their generation will be the biggest transfer ever in this country. And their cultural influence, in part because of their size, in part because of when they were born, extends in both directions. They hugely influence the older direction, our older uh, generation in terms of style and taste and trends, and they influence younger generations as well. Uh, and I think above and beyond all that, the attitude they have toward the next stage of their lives, they don't expect to move off center stage. They expect to continue to earn and spend and do more going forward with their lives than any generation ever. There's kind of a defiant sense about boomers. Uh, they don't want to follow the traditional model of what it was like to age in America. They want to do something else. They're not sure in all cases yet exactly what that will be, but they do want to do something else. You know, it's funny. I, I was hearing the other day that 50 is the new 30 and 40 is the new 20, and I'm holding on to that. I don't know, I don't know about you, but as I get older, I don't think any of us want to get, quote, unquote, old. And you know what you were saying about these boomers, they don't really see themselves as getting old, as in the definition of what their parents were like at their age. They really do see themselves as almost sustaining a youthful outlook, don't they? 
It's absolutely true, and I think although some days it feels like fifty is the new seventy, most of the <laughs> Tell time, me about it. <laughs> most of the time that's probably not true for most of them. They, you know, it's seventy-eight million people, so there's no one perspective that the group holds uh, on aging. But I think the substantial majority of boomers, especially educated boomer women, have a really different perspective on growing older than their parents. Whereas their parents maybe looked at aging, looked at retirement as a reward, a chance for rest, reconnection with family members. And and overall, there was kind of a gradual sense or a sense that they would gradually be doing less as time uh, went on. uh, Boomers don't have that sense of their life will be about doing less. Uh, They have a defiant sense an optimistic sense in many cases uh, about staying well, staying active, and staying current. And many are doing things already that demonstrate a commitment to that. They, yeah, they I was going to ask you about those yeah. trends that you're seeing. What what are some of those trends? Well, uh, certainly demographically, they're living longer. Uh, they're planning to work later in their lives. They're doing things now in terms of thinking about exercise and actually exercising, changing diets, uh, evaluating medicine, uh, surgeries to look younger. Uh, If you look at the numbers, if you look at the optimism numbers, it's a very optimistic generation. They may be cynical about some things, but when it comes to their perception of their own lives and what their own lives will be into their 50s and 60s, they're very optimistic, and, and a lot of the numbers indicate that women who are at the older edge of the baby boom, those in their 50s and now early 60s, are in what they believe to be the happiest time of their lives. Well, that's really hopeful for those of us who aren't there yet, <laughs> that the best is yet to come, and we don't need to yeah. be clinging onto our 40s with the death grip. <laughs> no, not actually. at all. Not at all. Yeah, it's a you good know, message that they're sending, I think. Absolutely. You know, there there's another trend, Maria, that I think uh, is an interesting one to follow. Um, it's the willingness to take a fresh look at their lives, a desire to take a fresh look at their lives, to kind of hit the restart button and to think a little bit about what they might have missed in the first part, what they'd like to do next, and what they need to do in order to be able to do it. So it, in some cases it means going back to school, starting a new career, taking a, an interest they had that might have been a hobby, and, and thinking about how it could be reframed into a part-time or a full-time career, and taking what they've learned along the way and thinking uh, hard about where it could be put to the best use, whether that's in their own lives or in some sort of volunteer capacity. Yeah, they kind of kind of got that '60s flashback thing going for them, don't they? Do you think it's because they grew up in this in the '60s era where, you know, they things change was happening and it was all about the greater society? I mean, do you think that that's what they're trying to go back and grab a little bit of that free thinking, free, free life type of lifestyle? I mean, do you think that has had an impact on them? Absolutely, and in fact, I don't think it ever went away. I think it. Uh, you know, when you have young children, when you're starting out a career, when you're trying to uh, 
build a life for yourself, it maybe had to take a couple steps into the background. But I don't think it ever went away in a good many cases. And uh, the idealism of that generation uh, was really waiting for an opportunity, I think, to to uh, reemerge. And, and this could very well be the time. Mm-hmm. Well, when they've got the time and they've got the money to kind of do pretty much what they want to do. I mean, this is one of the most rich demos that we have in the U.S. today. I mean, they, they've made a lot of money. They're going to continue to work for a long time. Some of them right now are even at the peak of their income level. And as you said before, they're really not going to retire. They're just going to go do something different. So I think what's interesting, though, is, you know, they're just not spending the money on themselves, right? I mean, they, they are spending it on other family members, like grandkids, for instance, correct? Absolutely. Uh, You know, it's kind of a shocking stat to hear that uh, 48 is the average age for first-time grandparents among that generation. (laughs) That's scary to me, Jack. (laughs) It's younger. And um, there are 20 million boomer grandparents today, and that number will be rising to 32 million by by the end of the year. Um, So, and the the latest numbers we have, indicate that boomer grandparents spent $30 billion every year on their grandkids. Wow. They're moving closer to their, uh, to their grandkids. Uh, they're influencing the purchases of children and grandchildren, and they're 41% are contributing financially to their grandchildren's educations. Wow, those are some lucky grandkids. Can you imagine? I mean, that's that's really a wonderful thing, though, I think, to really see the impact that these relatively young grandparents are going to have on their grandchildren. I mean, it's going to be quite a legacy, I would imagine, for those grandkids if they're if they're that involved. And uh, I think they I think they realize in part that they're going to be around to see a lot more of their grandchildren's lives than perhaps uh, previous generations have. So it's, it's an emotional investment and a wise investment at the same mm-hmm. time. Well, they're, as I mentioned before, you know, they're obviously, you know, as you said, they're spending a lot of dough on their grandkids. But we all know that boomers love to spend the money on themselves. Um, in fact, they've kind of an indulgent group. Um, can you talk a little bit about what they're buying these days? I think the short answer to that question is just about everything. It's such <laughs> a broad generation in terms of uh, you know the the span of time that it encompasses. When you when you think again of people born in 1946 and people born in 1964, almost a 20 year span in there, and people in their early 40s are probably making the bulk of their major material purchases in lives, buying first and second homes, investing mm-hmm. in cars, investing in furniture, investing all in all the major stuff of life. For the older tier of boomers, it's upgrades in many cases. It's luxury items like cars and trips and uh, restaurant dining and better clothing and wine. And for that older tier, I think probably more of an investment in uh, a long-term investment in taking care of themselves, organic mm-hmm. foods, dietary supplements, treadmills, uh, sports club memberships. 
But there's another interesting trend going on when you take a look at this segment. It's a shift away from uh, objects towards experiences Mm. and uh, a sense that they've derived about as much satisfaction from material objects as there is to derive. But they've realized that, that perhaps connections between people and experiences that are shared are an area that they've really underestimated, the satisfaction they can derive uh, from those things. So they're, they're investing more, and we're seeing more of a trend in that direction. Wow, it's, it's amazing. I apologize for those of you who are, can hear my cell phone going off in the background. That's a wake-up call. You would think I would think to cut that off, Jack. Anyway, that is actually that is my reminder to take a break. How's that? That's what I'm going to call it. Perfect. Uh, we do need to take a quick break. And then when Jack and I come back, we're going to talk about women boomers. And this is another huge segment, obviously, and how you as a company, as a business, need to really be taken incredibly seriously by this really, really important group. So you're going to learn more about that when we come back with more Purse Strings. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. XY7.com. Do you have a website? XY7.com. Would you like to convert your clicks into cash? XY7.com. Is the affiliate network that pays you daily? XY7.com. Not all website clicks are the same, but they're all worth money. XY7.com. Join today and start earning cash now. XY7.com. Has guaranteed commissions. You'll get paid even if we don't. Go to XY7.com now. Convert your website clicks to cash. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure. For less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. Best of the web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships, 60 days free advertising, no shame. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web drop into the webmaster chat room webmasterradio.fm clothing is optional webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere the whoring of facebook for promotional purposes continues with the webmasterradio.fm facebook fan page join our fans by clicking the facebook logo on the webmasterradio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest become a fan on facebook her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. 
And we're back, and I have cut off my cell phone, so hopefully we won't be interrupted anymore. I am joined today by Jack Stanton, who is the chair of the Third Life uh, Special Service Group at Carmichael Lynch Spong. And for those of you who don't know what Third Life is, it's the agency's boomer marketing group. And we've been having an entertaining conversation about the power that boomers really wield when it comes to basically everything that's going on in this country today. But I want to talk a little bit about boomer women, Jack. Um, I mean, we know that women are still outliving men. I think the latest number I saw was by an average of about seven years. Um, And the average life expectancy of a woman these days is about 79. Although I shared the startling fact that if they don't get cancer by age 50, they could actually live to 92. That seems like a really long time to me. But um, again, they're really planning on living this really young life. Can you talk specifically about boomer women and what you're seeing in this age group? Well, some of the trends that that show up, Maria, are you know, related to things that um, some people would think of as, as luxury items or luxuries. Personal care products and spas and mind-body services of one sort or another. Experienced travel uh, is also pretty high on a lot of people's lists. And things that facilitate connection between the generations show up as very high. But I think, you know, the stats that you, that you pointed out um, and the realization, I think, that a lot of boomer women have that, hey, they're very likely to be head of household for a, what could be a very, very long time has changed the way that they think about their lives in another way. Uh, the financial world that traditionally a generation or so ago used to be uh, the place that was was uh, the domain of, of men primarily, and I, by that I mean thinking about real estate, thinking about financial planning, estate planning, health insurance, long-term care insurance, um, all of the financial aspects of their lives. Women are moving into that realm now and doing so big time. They're really thinking through all aspects of what it's going to mean to live and have to make financial decisions uh, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. So they're getting smart about all those categories. Products and services that help them get smart about the categories, uh, if delivered in the proper way, I think can be very successful. That's exactly right. And I think the key words there are proper way. I mean, I think overall, all the messages that women are bombarded by every minute of every day, A, it's overwhelming. And secondly, I think a lot of us just feel like that the messages are off mark and we really can't take the company and or their products and services seriously because they don't really get us, you know. So I think boober women are kind of getting hip to that too. So I think it's, it's all about the proper way that you talk to this group, what what would you recommend um, would be the proper way that marketers need to address this group to be taken seriously? You know, I think there are four or five things that are very basic and very simple guidelines that marketers should use. Um, first of all, uh, this is a far more diverse audience than they probably, than marketers have ever addressed before. It used to be that marketers addressed older women or 
or women moving into middle age with the presumption that they were married, had a husband, had children, perhaps Mm -hmm. grandchildren. It's no longer the case. There are so many different channels and corridors that women have traveled over the last 20 years, 25 years, boomer women. You can't presume that anymore. It's also been presumed by some marketers that women influence the way money is is spent, but don't really control it. And uh, they have an enormous amount of influence and an enormous amount of control. Um, So that needs to be acknowledged. There's also been kind of a tone or a tenor that uh, that presumes that women would like to be younger than they are. And um, I read the other day in Yankelovich that 76% of boomer women say they're very comfortable with their age right, mm-hmm. right now. They may want to look a little younger. Uh, they may probably, though, think of it in terms of healthier and more fit. But they're very happy with their age, and they don't see that changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe... An additional thing is too many times in advertising, too many times in communications programs, you see people as they age kind of stepping back and doing less, providing support but not playing a primary role. I think that's a mistake, too. I don't know that this generation, in fact, everything we see and read about this generation is they're not going to be baton passers. They may very well be... Uh, there to mentor and support their children and grandchildren, but they're not bailing out of life. They plan to live it actively. And if your communications uh, really don't effectively address that perspective, I think it's an immediate turnoff. Mm-hmm. I do think one of the big challenges marketers face is the diversity of this very large group. As you said, it is the largest group that we have. And um, one of the statistics that you shared is that you may be speaking to a first-time grandparent at the age of 48, or that same 48-year-old could have, you know, a, an elementary school kid in the house, <laughs> you know, if they were an older mom. I mean, I think it's pretty pretty diverse. And I just, um, I, I think that's challenging for marketers to try to really hone in on, you know, who these boomers are they're speaking to and, and doing the due diligence to figure out which portion of the boomers they need to be addressing. Wouldn't you agree? I would I would totally agree. Um, in fact, a good many of them may be addressing multiple segments and, and need to need to find a number of different voices or a a number of different ways of framing their messages. So uh, just don't presume that uh, one size fits all here. Uh, It certainly doesn't. And when it comes to actually reaching them too, Jack, I I was reading somewhere uh, recently that this is a group of women, specifically I'm talking about the boomer women, they're online, you know they're they're online, and in fact, I was reading that they're using online dating services just as much as the younger women are. So this is a, a tech, technologically savvy group, correct? I mean, they're just not sitting in front of the television set. That, that's absolutely true. Now they may be a little less willing than uh, the younger generation, the echo boomers, for instance to share a great deal of information, personal information online, but they're certainly using online media uh, and using it more all the time. So absolutely, that's a critical that's a critical place to be placing messages and developing relationships. 
Mm-hmm. So what I what I really hear you say is if you want to reach this group of boomer women, which, I mean, all the statistics show she's going to be living for a long time, she's going to be controlling a lot of where, where this money is, is going, where it's being funneled out into the marketplace, that you really have to know who you're talking to and you really have to be speaking her language. You can't be entrenched in your old vision of what a boomer woman might be. It's absolutely true. Well, I know it's a huge opportunity, and for those listeners out there, the more you can learn about this demo, the, the better off you're going to be. Because I do think as marketers, we tend to always look for young. We always are going after that 25 to 54-year-old, um, and more often than not, the 25 to 40-year-old. And it just seems that if uh, we're talking about people with disposable income, with a lot of diverse interests and a willingness to, to spend their money on a lot of different things, it seems like the boomers is where you'd want to be. And uh, I know with your practice group, you're hoping so, right? <laughs> We're counting on it, in fact. We're counting on it. I think one of the big things that's really interesting about this practice group is all of the different things that haven't happened yet but but will happen as boomers approach uh, retirement. They're thinking about it in such a different way. Many of them aren't even thinking about it as retirement. They're thinking about it as a fresh start or a new beginning. But I, I think a great deal of cultural change is going to emerge as they start to work through what retirement really looks like for them. And uh, I know that's uh, it's equally true of, of men and women, uh, but I think the, the, the female audience here is going to be especially interesting to watch. Yeah, I can guarantee it. And it bodes well for those of us who haven't entered into that third life yet, but we have a lot to look forward to. Jack, thanks so much for joining me today. I know everyone's enjoyed what you've had to share about boomers, and hopefully they'll take your words to heart. Thanks, Maria. It's been fun. Yeah, we'll have you back again. And thank you to George, my producer, for another great show. And join me again next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock next Tuesday. I'm going to have my very first double interview live on the show, and I'm really excited to have the folks from MarTech on. They're the manufacturer of an algae-based omega-3 ingredient called Life's DHA, and they're going to talk about how you can market a very little-known ingredient to an extremely niche female audience. So check us out next week, 3 o'clock, right here on Purse Strings. Until then, make it a good one.